Get that mosquito bottle. It's right by your. It's right there. Get it. Get the mosquito. What are you talking about? By your water bottle. I can see it. Well, get it. I don't are you sure to... that's a mosquito? Are you sure that you're not hallucinating something? No. Well, we have my phone leaning up against Bob's water bottle. The little trick that we do in the tent to like make things glow if you want to read. Or illumination. For illumination. Yeah. So I'm, I'm imagining myself inside of a tent right now, and we're the mosquito. Dude, kill it. I don't want to get eaten. A tent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cabin humor. <laughs> All right, Bob, you're losing the light. Oh, Too much. Oh. My phone's dying. So, hello, everybody. Hello there. Happy fall. Happy lot of good things. And today, we're gonna we have as a guest uh, someone for the third time. Can't even believe people want to come on once, but yet three times. Wow. So let everybody think in their minds, all you regulars, who could it be that's on three times? Who was on twice? Three times? I should have made cupcakes. Hey, Rick, Rick, who who do you think this is? Rick Walder. These are Arita. She she listens to every episode. Do you guys know who this could be for the third time? It could only be a couple people we've had twice. Do, do, do. It is Eric Miller. Woo! Hello. Oh, we're Thank so glad to have you back. <laughs> We had Eric on twice. The first time we talked about his shop. The second time he was involved in our little uh, ski roundtable that we had with my son and Aaron Cook out of Whiteface, which was really cool. And uh, now we're, we're going to talk about a, a bunch of topics today. It's not going to be a very long episode, but we're going to cover a lot. We're going to start off by saying congratulations, Eric. Since the last time we've spoken, you've have had a new child, I believe, right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, a little boy. Oh, congrats. Coming up on 15 weeks. Wow. So. Already 15 in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With technology these days. <laughs> it's amazing. What? When the baby's in the womb, you can put the computer right up right? and the baby's already tapping through the stomach uh-huh. lining, right? Yeah. Like, I can do this. Pump full of hormones. Make them, uh, you know, do everything faster. So what's the baby's name? Boy, come on, weight, height? What do you got? Come on. We got <laughs> it's go- Jack Robert. Uh, he was uh, just around, all my babies were right around six. Uh-huh. So um, little guys. Um, yeah, he's good. He's easy. He's, he's easy. Got, he's got some reflux, so, but once you figure that out and can schedule around it, you just know how to it, it all works out fine. He's so, easy. To find that though, I've never I've never had a child that had that issue. So it's really interesting. Uh, well, it's really not that interesting. Um, <laughs> he can take four ounces in four hours. If you give him five ounces, he'll freak out at four hours, even though he's hungry. But he can't take the bottle. You feed him early, he can't take the bottle. You just have to figure out the timing of it. And it was, you know, really when we. Brought it down to four ounces, four hours, not three and a half hours. <laughs> and he would just suck the bottle down. Other than that, it would it would take like an hour to, to feed him. Even if you start feeding him a half hour early, it takes a full hour to feed him. Wow. So Amazing. you just got to hit it right. And once you do that, he's fine. He's very and the, enjoyable. And you're the scientific mind. So so you were just, how long did it take you guys to figure that out? A couple of days? Oh man. When we, <laughs> it was the first, the first method we tried. We're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to cut it to this from what we've been seeing. We're going to cut it to this, this, this. Let's just do this. Okay. And it was just game on from there. And you became the best baby ever. I love it. Cool. And, and this is what, your third child? Yeah. We what got you, a four-year-old and five-year-old. All boys? All boys. 
We got 10 boys in our family, no girls. Wow. Ooh, the opposite of our family. We got to have a little family reunion with his family because oh, we have all girls from my son all the way down to Miles at three. In between, it's all girls. Mm. Yeah, our family and your family together, that would huh. be scary. We'd have to do some chaperone. I'm, I'm not really savvy on uh, <laughs> children raising, so do you just like put this in a cat box and it takes care of itself? And... Yeah, kind of. Okay. You know, you create them e-collars once they hit like two, three. All right. E-collars. Uh, I don't know if you guys want... I, I, I do have one guilty pleasure as far as a TV show. I kind of like the... Sh- the um, oh, now I'm spacing out. It, 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 there, there's a show out there that just makes me laugh. Um, the Good oh, Place? Man. It's on uh, It's on Netflix. Um, oh, I'm so mad. They, um, all right, it'll come back. You must me. really like it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm so spacing. Right there. It's a but, great show. Yeah, it's based in <laughs> it's Chicago. It's a crazy family that lives in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm freaking spaced out of the name. I should have at the top of my, huh. my thumb. Oh, but okay. at the end of the day, they were, they showed a depiction of a pair of parents trying to figure out their kids, and the, they were treating their kids as like dogs. Like they had them in a kennel. Next thing you know, they're playing fetch in the front yard with them, <laughs> trying to figure out how to get their kids You're not talking about out. Shameless, are you? Yeah, Shameless. Shameless. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Really? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one of the re- episode I saw first one for the season, and I, I laughed my butt off just seeing that. Like them, them. I don't even know what season that's on now. Nine, uh, I believe. Well, yeah, I think nine is on Netflix, and yeah. ten is coming back on air. I wanted not to watch that show. How can you time. not? It's funny. It's Frank so... is hysterical. And then oh, the hysterical! He's oh uh, <laughs> they casted it great. He I watched the like best. the first three seasons. And... In this in this season, well, I'm gonna put a little spoiler out there. He was in the middle of a PTA meeting oh, yeah. where he he spread sexually transmitted diseases to the whole PTA. Well, and first all, he thought it was everybody else yeah. but him. And then so, he, uh, oh no, you know from the get go, yeah, oh, yeah gonna be him. And then they they all had to sit there and take the all the fluids intravenously the whole night, and they were all together the whole night with him in the center of yeah, it in a was gymnasium. Super, very good. Gosh, I, I didn't stop laughing. I mean, that's definitely guilty pleasure. And we're, we're starting this episode off on positive things because I'm really disgusted by something happening across this country right now. And I compare it to a witch hunt. So I asked Bob last week to, to look up witch hunts a little bit and do, do some modern day witch hunts. So, so Bob, I know you pulled some information up. What do you got? What did you come up with? All right, first Let's of all, this off. the history of witch hunt can go back hundreds of years. They, they've been targeting uh, groups, mostly women, for hundreds and hundreds of years for practicing the idea of magic. Now, the concept of that is still not lost, and it became more popular in Salem, um, where they just were accusing women left and right. In modern terms, they twisted that kind of concept where they're looking to blame somebody for a particular or non-particular reason just to put the blame on that person. So that's that's kind of how they're twisting it in today, not not a magical kind of thing. They're just looking for that person or you say you're in the office and your your pudding's missing and you don't like Tom because Tom's a dick. So you know what? You're going to say Tom took my pudding. It's gone. I know he's taken it. Everybody, Tom took my pudding. Let's gather together and rally against him. That's basically kind of like a witch hunt. Yes, I totally would say that's correct. Yeah, I like that. And the Salem witch hunts were back in 1878, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, a disgusting time. No, no different than Nazi Germany, what they tried to do with, with 
with the Jews. Scapegoats. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Scapegoats for the, for your problems or your issues right. or you think this is this is the root of something, or you're scared of something that you don't understand. Exactly, ignorance. Or let's put it in the context now of this big vape issue across the country. Cigarettes have been known to do terrible things to our body for many years. And at the end of the day, I never heard once of some three-month emergency stopping of cigarette sales ever across the country. Have you, Eric? <laughs> There's too much money flowing in from it to oh, have yeah. something oh, like that. Wait, oh, money? Yeah. I hate to be that guy. I'm like <laughs> so... I used to be against that thought process for so long, and then I just realized how dumb I was. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 the truth. It's reality. You, it's you, complete truth. It's yeah. all that way. Like, remind everybody what what, what shop you own. Uh, Empire State Smoke Shop, Rochester, New York. Um, uh, there's, uh, yeah, I see it with all sorts of things in the store that we do. You know, everything that becomes semi controversial. It's um, you can always trace it back to that. To the money. To the money. Yep. Trace it back to the money. Manipulation. Yep. And maybe that's, maybe it's not money. I almost think it's way more deep-rooted in some ways. I don't want to go down too too far down a wormhole. But, you know, some of it is about population control, too. Like, what things are really legal for us? Alcohol? Cigarettes, to a degree. If you're over the age of 18, maybe it'll be changed to 21 now soon. But over the age of 18, you can choose to smoke cigarettes, which is horrible for you. And those two things are known through research to be their gateway drugs to worse drugs. Then, then you have all this processed food out there, which is obviously a, a, um, the root of the obesity problem in our country, as well as insecurity and all kind of mental issues that go with it. And, and these people oh, and uh, it's the not root exercise of all our problems, right? So you should talk head. about all these things are legal for us to consume, but then these things we're starting to find that are healthy for our body, cannabis and 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 maybe and maybe the FDA is probably going to say vaping is a good way to administer drugs for people. They're probably going to find. Um, and, and they made an announcement today that they're now going to totally outlaw e-cigarettes, uh, they, they said today as well, through a hearing. So there's there's all these contradictions out there, but I can't believe the things that are illegal for us are the things that are, at the end of the day, filling our hospitals. It's unbelievable what is legal when you start to look at what they are trying to make illegal. The things that make the headlines, the things that are the problems when there are other things like our food alone like that's killing our population off and then the problems that we get from it um we just mask with drugs which is more big money up in there and not really solving the issue people rely on it because we just think you know i think i'm getting off topic where are we no you're fine please um, this is the exact topic <laughs> You're you know, perfect. we just trust in doctors, trust in the Western medicine and never take it back to look at like, this is how our bodies are supposed to run. You know, do you put sugar in your gas tank? No. You know, so why do we do this? Oh, because it's delicious, first off. Um, but cheap, easy. It's not easy to eat right. It's not easy to fuel your body correctly. It's very hard. Because of our society, if our society was built around it, it, it wouldn't be hard. Well, unless everybody had a personal garden in their house, in the backyards. Like when I was a kid, there was more people that had gardens that didn't when I was a kid versus now. I rarely see gardens in neighborhoods 
with any regularity. Um, so it's going away from the, the lifestyle back when I was a kid where my grandmother had a farmer coming from across the street. He put out like 10 rows and some land behind the house and we planted potatoes that my grandmother gave to the whole family and sold some. Uh, in addition, she ran all vegetables. Now, I'm not talking about having something big like that in your backyard, but even if you had a small plot of, let's say, 10 by 10 plot of, you could get your salads for most of your summer or at least a couple months. You can make it easier for yourself to eat healthier and control a little bit of your diet. Um, but at the end of the day, we've changed our lifestyles because people have two jobs. They don't have the time to maintain, to weed their gardens, to make sure they're watered. Like, cause, cause they're too many other the things to rice, do when you right? come out, come out of work, too many uh, things to interest you. Yeah. I mean, that's just one simple thing, right? Just, just lifestyle changes contributing to it. But, but a garden is a lot of work, but we don't do that local thing anymore but it's rewarding it's very therapeutic it's very therapeutic uh being in the soil is actually good for your gut bacteria all that stuff's good for your body um and yeah and then you get to the reward of eating it right and if you're good at it and do some canning you can save stuff all all year oh yeah my grandmother canned her tomatoes and made her pasta sauce from her tomatoes out of her garden all winter long growing up we canned peaches made applesauce, canned tomatoes. We had tons of canned items down in the basement, and that was our, our commissary. Yep. And I don't see that people are doing that anymore. That's why when you see all these uh, emergency things that might happen around the country, first thing you see is store shelves are... Yeah. That's how many people are underprepared normally. I mean, think about that. What think do you about- need to be prepared for? There's a store right down the street. <laughs> right, yeah. You know what do you need to what do you need to can your tomatoes for? You go pick up a can of them for a dollar twenty nine. Now, when you start realizing the biological effects of that can versus doing your own, uh-huh. then you know now there is a bigger cost. But the salt, it doesn't the affect you now. So retaining water, it's right. death by a thousand wounds, thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to pick your poisons. At the end of the day, you got so I know each of us have different diets, different lifestyles. But at the end of the day, we're sitting in a room right now with with Justin, so the four of us. We're all lean men. We're we're age you know thirty to to fifty five. Bob, you're lean. Uh, <laughs> Bob keeps saying he's a fat guy or he's gonna put on weight. Bob's a lean dude. Like we're all lean uh, lean guys. What do you think our recipe is, guys? I mean, I've talked about mine enough. Bob, Bob, a little bit. Your diet and. and generally what you do in your lifestyle to, to stay stay the way you are? Well, when I'm not in a stressful situation, my diet is a minimal breakfast. I'm not a very big breakfast fan. Um, like on when I was on vacation, it was a minimal breakfast. Walk, 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 hike, 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 minimal lunch and a minimal dinner. I mean, I never had an, too much food that I didn't need it. So it's just enough to get me by. Mm-hmm. And you slept comfortably and you have the hunger or nothing yeah. like that, right? And and that's because uh, a lot of people, when they do that kind of stuff, they're going to overeat to overcompensate. For Stress it. does that to you. Stress makes you, yeah. some people want to eat more. Mm-hmm. And, and do you ever, does your stress ever take you to a level where you feel like you need to smoke a cigarette or vape or anything of like that nature? I don't really do that now. So what about you? Because is it your kids that keep you active to keep you fit? And I know you got it. You worry about your kids. Like you guys make them lunches, or they do school lunches. How do you guys work all that? We make their lunches. Our kids actually eat really well compared to the rest of the spectrum out there. But um, you guys put time into it, it though. You got to put time into it. Yeah, you got to kind of watch what you're doing and just kind of 
keep on them to get them to eat it. Of course, a kid's going to eat, you know, chicken nuggets every night or, you know, uh, but like my kids will inhale green beans. Um, they'll inhale broccoli. And it's, I think it's just from putting it in their face all the time. Poor kids, we put it in front of their face every night though. So it's like, we got to get a little more variety in there before they start hating us. Yeah, don't do not do the Brussels sprouts. Oh, God. They don't like Brussels sprouts. Okay, just, I love them. Oh, what? <laughs> I guess if they're cooked right. Uh, Season. Right. Roast them. And roasted, yes. My mom, God bless her soul. My mom boiled everything. Oh, my. Mm. Okay. Judy boiled That's everything, dude. Medigan. Really flavorful. Oh, there was a lot of flavor and everything, yeah. <laughs> that water that was boiled in had more flavor than the food <laughs> on my plate. Oh, I love my mom dearly. She had a couple meals that she was good at, but at the end of the day, my parents were not good cooks. So I was a bland eater because oh. what she put out, I didn't want, you don't like this. I As soon as I left my house, I, my ex-wife... Uh, was a phenomenal cook. So I would eat all this stuff. My mom like, you never used to eat that. I'm like, Mom, you, you never used to make this. <laughs> like, you had uh, uh, lettuce, iceberg lettuce, tomatoes cut thick, like the worst Italian dressing ever, you know, ba- barely carrots on there, and that was her salad she put out for us. And I'm like, I go to my grandmother's and my aunts would make up these other salads, and I'd be like, well, I like this spring lettuce, like this, this spinach, but... <laughs> So, anyways, right. I don't want to raise Judy. She's not here to defend herself. <laughs> She's shaking her finger right now. But my mom made sure we ate right. But my mom was cool. She made lunches like you guys do. Uh, my mom would have uh, spaghetti in a thermos that so would keep it warm. So even at lunchtime, it would be I'd have warm spaghetti. Like there you, so, go. Uh, oh. you know, it wasn't it was canned spaghetti that she put in there and. You brought us up and then you knocked us down. Yeah, well, that's what we got to do. We got to entertain people. <laughs> At the end of the day, my mom, I, I loved her, but yeah, it was very simple. But food is a big piece, number one. And it's teaching your kids how to eat, right? Like my kids are older now and they both have very good diets. And it's, you know, my son's basically fed himself for the last eight years. I mean, well, he's in college. Yeah, I hope he's feeding himself. <laughs> well, ramen noodles and <laughs> mac and cheese. My the son, instant mac and cheese. This summer, my son was a little disgusted with me because I didn't cook at home very often. He he cooked almost every day, and he'd be like, oh, "I'm cooking." Like like. You didn't cook at home. You go out to eat. I sometimes I go out to eat, but I eat very simple. So for me, uh, a sal- like I'll eat just eat a quick salad. Okay. You know, I mean, cause I, like I described before, I, I kind of go liquid nutrition most of my meals, and then I just do what I need to, whatever I'm working out that day, and that's what I add for carbs or whatever. But I usually have big lunch and then very little dinner. So I don't really have dinner when I go home. It's mostly just snacking. The group that I'm currently hanging out with, um, they really enjoy going out to dinner. And I kind of cringe every time they bring up the idea of going out to eat because the meal you cook at home is a hundred times better than you can find at a restaurant. If it's a, unless it's a really good restaurant and there are not too many of them out there. In my opinion, I've been to quite a few and and you're, you're paying way too much for a meal that you could easily cook at home. And you have the socialization at home. You can have the drinks at home. You can play games afterwards. You all can kind of be in a, a setting for a little longer than a dinner. That's the things I appreciate about having dinner at home versus going out. Because good luck. I'll give you a heads up. I don't go out like you a lot for food that way. I'll go and have a salad with steak on it. Like that's that's my meal if I go out. Like I'm paying eight bucks or nine bucks someplace. You got to prepare and clean up at home. Yeah. Well, that's part of convenience. Yeah, that's a little bit. But at the end of the day, I'd hate to move off someone's table or sit at a table when you're enjoying people's company and feel like I'm 
taking that waiter or waitress's chance to right. make more money for the rest of the night. But a good restaurant in Rochester, by the way, good luck. I went to a five-course meal um, with a business associate um, invited me to, and it was delicious. And I don't usually eat meals like that with five, like, that was a long night for me, two hours, like, sitting at a table. Um, I liked it spaced out like that, but if I'm just going to a restaurant and I'm with a good group of people, I feel stressed sitting there. Like, and then I hope there's the bar or someplace to recede to where you can still mingle with your friends and continue the night. I just hate where it feels like everybody, after everybody leaves, okay, bye, everybody. Like, right. if you're at home, that doesn't happen. You right. know, it's extended, so... You guys probably don't go out loud, right? You got young kids. You, it's, it's probably tough for you guys. It right? is hard to go out. It is hard to go out. Um, the four and five year old can be quite a handful when we get out. It all depends on what's going on, and we get out, but not a whole ton. And it goes back to that too. Like, so you go out. God. We went to uh, Host Twenty Two the other day. Much a lot. Yeah. And um, it was seventy dollars. Uh, I was like, man, if we just hit up Wegmans with seventy dollars, like we could have been having steaks tonight. You had, had steaks. You would have had veggies. You would have had breakfast for the morning, and you would have had ice cream too. <laughs> yeah, that could mm. probably feed you for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I could live off that for a week, no problem. All right, so for that seventy bucks, so I'll play devil's advocate a little bit, even though I'm obviously on the other side of it. I'm on your side of it. But Host 22 is actually a cool building to go to. It's a oh, historic old um, firehouse for people who don't know it. That was convert. It was basically, when I was a kid, I drove by there zillions of times. It was boarded up. and I, It looked like a building never could have they been re- rebuilt redone. They rebuilt it all. And they redid the whole inside. And they got some really cool Rochester pictures on the inside. And the basement has some really cool pictures down there if you haven't seen it. Um, so in that building, I would say... Specifically, I wouldn't mind sp- spending seventy there, uh, except they don't have their liquor license, though. I think so. They still sell beer and wine. Okay. I don't mind spending the money. I just always so think limited. of both sides of it. I got to play both sides of every decision right, you yeah. make. Um, but yeah, no, I love Host Twenty Two. So you get the um, the fried pickles appetizer, and they hand you like a salad bowl of them and you're like ah yeah you know by the time you're done with the appetizers you don't even want your meal yeah no that's good yeah that's good so that's a good plug for host 22 oh and then (laughs) if you want if you feel bad about yourself after you leave there there's a trail that goes along the river from there all the way up to turning point park uh that you can actually walk all the way to turning point park or go down to the charlotte pier so you could be parked there have dinner there and then go take a nice walk down to charlotte pier that trail is on the river Correct, right on the river. And on you a got a boardwalk. boardwalk. It's a beautiful, beautiful fall hike walk. It's yeah, so any time season. It's usually cooler in the summer down there, too, because it's down in the ravine of the Genesee River, as long as you're okay with a little muddy river next to you. But uh, I've seen a fox traipse across the ice running from me across from the boardwalk one time. Yeah, cool. I've seen big fish swimming underneath me. I yeah, saw a terrapin cool. up in there one time, soft shell turtle. That was really cool. I was like, what the heck are you doing? Swam right past. I love it. Yeah, uh, I guess otters have been seen up there. I, I haven't seen them myself, but yeah, so it's a pretty cool area. So anyways, Hose 22, I love it. All right. Another plug. All right, so vape industry. So oh uh, for, for those of you who have been watching, have watching, um, we're talking about this a little bit. Uh, probably this was taped a week before this was published, so, so it'll be a little close. There's a couple of crazy things going on. So did you hear about what Massachusetts did with the ban uh, versus how they handled New York? So for those of you who don't know, New York was banned, uh, a three-month ban from vaping because their emergency order, because everybody was scared, um, 
at the end of the day about what's what kind of issues are going on with vaping and how they're affecting people with their health which at the end of the day if that's happening then this is a good thing uh, at the end of the day there shouldn't be people making black market products there shouldn't be making bad products they should be making products out of clean labs or, or with the proper ingredients that's not bad for you um so at the end of the day i am absolutely upset the way that all of a sudden a state can bring all the health officials from a state together and have a yay or nay vote and shut down a bunch of business owners that probably will not have a business again after this is done. And Massachusetts, they ban all vaping products, including the THC ones, which are great. I'm glad they included that and they included menthol. Um, I'm glad they included THC because it looks like that is what's causing many of these um, these issues across the country. Have you heard different? It's not the THC. Um, it's So from my understanding of it is go buy... Um, like a hundred cartridges with distillate in it. Open them up, pull it all out with a syringe, cut it with something, and now all of a sudden you turn one hundred carts into three hundred carts. That's not the problem though, because now when you take that cartridge, you can see the bubble move. It's too thin. You need to thicken it, so you put a thickening agent in it. Throw vitamin E in it. Uh, all right. So why everything... is vitamin E chosen as a thickening agent? I don't so understand. It must just it must just do the job well enough. I haven't researched as to why, but I can understand from the standpoint of who first did it. It was like, ah, it's vitamin E. It works. Everybody you, needs some vitamin E. Have you ever cut open a vitamin vitamin E pill? No. It's it's kind of thick. So okay. that could be another reasoning right there. Maybe they're just cutting it with straight vitamin, vitamin E. Vitamin E acetate is what they're saying. Okay. Vitamin E acetate is is what I've seen in stories as as the trigger to some of these issues. So that's what I was curious because you have a science mind, and I know you, you, you've you played around a little bit. Um, all right, specifically, let me just put this out there so everybody knows, so, so there's not people going, what the heck are they talking about? Michigan and New York and Massachusetts have imposed... Um, some sort of ban on flavored vaping uh, with, and they're all using the guise of it's targeting children. Like that's kind of what they went as the guys, other than the fact there are some health issues going on and they want to make sure they're on it. But at the same time, and I'm going to bring this up here in a second, the FDA has been doing research on this behind the scenes for a while. So, and I'll bring that up in a minute. So the governors of all three of these states have imposed bans as executive actions based on public health emergencies. None has attempted to go through the usual legislative process. Charlie Baker is a Republican, uh, while Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo are Democrats. So it doesn't look like it's Republican or Democrat based. Uh, the, the Massachusetts government will request the state's public health council order the bans at a meeting today. According to Mass Live, if the council approves the ban, it will be effective immediately. Apparently, that ban did go through, and the ne- and today they sent police to all the vape stores in Massachusetts to make sure they weren't selling flavored vape. Which is absurd. One day. So they had to basically empty their star shelves or close the doors and lock it so nobody could get in if they had, couldn't get off their stores shelves in time. I can't believe they care that that little. How many people did you just throw on unemployment? How many people have everything invested into their business that it just gets shut down? You don't even get a moment to liquidate it. How does that not seem like a militant state? It seems like a militant state. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've got till October 5th here. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We've got till October fifth here to do it. Um, and people what, are stocking up, and and what um and what you as a as an owner that has some flavored vaping in your store, right? Yes. So what what are you doing? What measures are you taking? 
we're just sell, we're just letting it stay there and people no, no, are but, scarfing it up. But no, after that, yeah, we're I, not going to be able to have it. We're just not going to carry what's illegal. Mm-hmm. The problem that I have is so you're not going to stop vaping. We're going to keep carrying coils. We're going to keep carrying mods. Um, and people are just going to get their juice online. They're going to get it from basement juice. Uh, you know, people making it in their basement. It used to happen all the time four or five years ago. Uh, I won't get too far into how that's going to cause a problem. But I think it's kind of um, obvious, but... Well, yeah, it's just, you know, not clean. Your kids are going to get into the nicotine there. Now you're going to be killing three-year-olds instead of... You know, um, but you're gonna have a lot of home labs, is what he's saying. Power yeah, oh yeah, that this. and then just buying stuff online. Um, but so the juice goes away, and that's where vaping is. Okay, it is what it is. But there is far too much that has to do with vaping, if you want to use that term. I mean, look at all the CBDs. CBD vape pens and CBD vape juices. So now that's a huge amount of money in stock that we have to get rid of. Um, something I have invested in a lot of money, I have to get rid of. And, you know, what can I do with it after the fact? But even vaporizing concentrates, doing a dab, that's vaping. So how, where are you going to... Uh, really draw the line on what you're legalizing. I got to see this paperwork come out, you know, no flavoring. Okay, so just don't add flavor to it. But what really is classified as flavoring? I think they've got terpenes listed in there, which I I think is bullshit. Um, Wouldn't there be terpenes in tobacco? Or I would say... you can't filter them out, right? So there's got to be terpenes in tobacco, right? Well, in the plant itself... Um, it's like any other plant. There's like any other plant. plant. Yeah, it's smell and flavor. So yes, tobacco has to be, um, you know, have terpenes in it. I guess, but like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of how. Like you gotta criminalize the uh, the tobacco also, like on top of it. Bob, did you pull up any of the stats on tobacco yet? Related illnesses, deaths, like percentages. What like I got, that. what I got here is um a, a little. Can I read it? Yeah, please. Come right. on. Uh, marijuana is the third most recreational drug in America, uh, behind only alcohol and tobacco, and it has been used by nearly 100 million Americans, according to the, a government survey. Some 25 million Americans have smoked marijuana in the past year, and more than 14 million do so regularly, despite laws against its use. Marijuana is far less dangerous than alcohol or tobacco. Around 50,000 people die each year from alcohol poisoning. Similar, more than 400,000 deaths each year are attributed to tobacco smoking. So that's, they don't have any related, it says marijuana is non-toxic and cannot cause death by overdose. Okay, okay. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna read something here regarding the vape industry from Massachusetts from Governor. All right, and then and then I want you to find some statistics, on let's say the last ten years of people have died of smoke-related cancer or, or deaths. 
So this is the Massachusetts governor. I'm declaring this public health emergency because medical and disease control experts have been tracking a rapidly increasing number of vaping-related illnesses that in some cases have led to death. Baker said at a press conference, we as a Commonwealth need to pause sales in order for our medical experts to collect more information about what is driving these life-threatening vape-related illnesses. This is the next paragraph. Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commissioner Shalene Title tweeted that the governor's ban is a terrible decision, purposely pushing people into the illicit market, precisely where the dangerous products are, goes against every principle of public health and harm reduction. It is a dangerous, short-sighted, excuse me, short-sighted, and undermines the benefits of legal regulation. These are two public figures in the same state contradicting, contradicting each other at the top level of the state. How classic is that? It's good. <laughs> Checks and balances. <laughs> <laughs> but yet. But yet it's going through. Who's and who's going to pay for this? All the small business owners that, at the end of the day, let's put this in perspective for people. These vape stores have to close. They could reopen with with a periphery products. Your store is more more um, diverse than most people's stores out there. So you, I, I, your store, I'm, I'm sure you're not as stressed as some people, but some people who are just selling vape and juices now will close all the doors, get rid of all the flavored vape, and then they have to decide whether they want to reopen with no flavored vaping juices in there, just maybe some side products or other products they have in there. Are they going to pay for their rent? Are they going to pay for their heat? Are they going to pay for their employees? Are they going to pay for their water? Are they going to pay for their insurance? Are they going to pay for everything else that goes into that three months? Or are they just going to close their doors and look for a different career? Uh, if it was me, I would close my doors because it's it seems pretty dismal. Word on the street is that demand vape out in Buffalo, which this is one of the biggest distributors in the country, is uh, thinking about closing their doors. Wow. They're massive. I've looked at their inventory. Like you look at one coil and they have like $50,000 of what they're paying for it in in one coil. They get hundreds of coils. They've got to have tens of millions of dollars in inventory and they could spend how much trying to move that out of state. They have 200 employees and they might just close down at this point. Now they push, they push one of the biggest e-liquid manufacturers around here right right out and then how about this little caveat that came out from the fda so this is the day of our taping uh which is september 25th today right guys yeah thank you um the head of the food and drug administration the fda who uh, the whole industry was waiting on this and the fda made an announcement last week to say hold on states let's not get crazy right now with all this banning right now until we we're going to make an announcement soon. So the head of the FDA told the House Energy and Commerce Committee in a hearing on Wednesday, September 25th, that the agency will not issue an outright ban on flavored e-cigarettes, despite mounting calls from lawmakers to do so. Acting FDA Commissioner Ned Sharpless said his agency will enforce existing law when it comes to the sale of flavored e-cigarettes and vapes, which have become the subject of public consternation as they've been linked to a spate of illnesses and deaths across the country, like we mentioned. The flavored e-cigarettes in particular have been criticized for their appeal to children. 
Uh, Donald Trump voiced in the support to the bans as well. But the FDA commissioners guarantee that he will enforce existing laws stop short of an outright ban on flavored e-cigarettes. Existing law puts a halt on marketing such items until manufacturers can demonstrate that marketing their products is appropriate to the protection of public health, Sharpless said. This is a statement from the acting commissioner of the FDA. This is not something being made up. Companies will have until May 2020 to apply with the FDA for a license to do so. So why wouldn't New York and Massachusetts and Michigan right now back off and say, okay, the FDA is now issued something they're staining. They're not even going to ban it themselves. And they've been doing research on people, health studies on this. We already have the ban, so why would they go and be like, oh, let's stop it. They're going to see what they can accomplish in that 90 days. They're going to put a ton of people out of business, and then, you know, it something's going to go through. It's not all going to go through. It's got to be figured out better. But in that meantime, you're going to run a lot of people out of business with what you just said. And um, I, I, don't, I just don't understand how politicians can be, okay, so you're putting a lot of small business owners in your state that probably, especially New York, is already struggling with, with small business, right? And now you're going to put a whole bunch of small business owners out of business. You're going to lose that tax revenue. I think we have 700 vape shops in New York. And I, th- I believe that's just vape shops. That is, they're going to lose a whole bunch of tax revenue. But where do they hope to make it up? Cause you well, it. I don't know. They're going to be spending a lot more in unemployment. Yeah. And then you got... You know, all that sale of stuff that's still on their shelves is still going to get sold through somebody's trunk. They're going to lose all their taxes on that. So another residual of this? How about Jewel? Well, the big payoff is what Jewel's lining their pockets with. Jewel was genius. So uh, (laughs) Jewel is a company that's four years old. Um, You know, don't take all these things for fact. So it's like four years old. Um, in, I think it was just like June, they sold, um, 35% of their company for $12.8 billion. Um, and that was big tobacco. I can't, I don't know, remember who it was. Um, that values their company up at like, you know, $30 billion at four years. It's crazy. A year ago, they pulled their flavors off, and now they only have uh, classic tobacco, Virginia tobacco, uh, mint, and menthol. Um, and they jumped right on board with all the uh, the politics going on and said, you know, we're going to take a stand here. We're going to pull our flavors. Everybody freaked out. Like, how could they do that? Giant loss of business, this and that. And with this ban, it literally takes this whole market and puts it right in their lap. Wait, you guys want to hear some crazy stuff on Wikipedia about Jewel? This is good. You're going to love this. You're almost right uh, with the years. It's actually not four years, though. It's less than that. Uh, it's an electronic cigarette company which, Can you spun imagine? Off, which spun off the PAX Labs in 2017. It makes Jewel e-cigarette, which packages nicotine salts from leaf tobacco into one-time-use cartridges. Jewel Labs is co-founded by Adam Bowen and James Monsis. It, it is headquartered in San Francisco. Uh, the Altria Group, formerly the Philip Morris Companies, huh. Big Tobacco, acquired a 35% stake in Jewel Labs for $12.8 billion on December 20th, 2018, a year after it was created. Okay. 
awesome. Big, we don't think yeah. Big Tobacco has anything For to them. do with this. Yeah. Oh, and what did you say? The flavors that, that Jewel are, are, are putting out there now? What were the flavors again? They have uh, Classic Tobacco, Virginia Tobacco, Menthol, and Cool Mint. Hmm. So all three of those first things you listed, I think, are still legal in New York, aren't they? Yeah. They yeah. were banned? I'm sure mint will make it in there somehow. Well, we got to have our mint. Oh, no, it's going to be labeled as menthol cool or something like that. Right, right. And it'll just be mint. That's minute, all so it's going to be. Jewel technically could still sell in New York? Yeah, absolutely. Wait a minute, but no other e-cigarette flavored manufacturer can wow. sell in New York? Huh. 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 Is that a monopoly? Huh. So... No. How about this? You ready for the next well, sentence? After that takeover, or after they bought 35% of the company, Jewel received a $2 billion bonus to distribute amongst its 1,500 employees. Hmm. And Can you do the math on that quick? Wait, and let's huh. say three months of them being the only really manufacturer or, or corner of the market in New York for the next three months. How do you think that company's going to do? I think they might do well. It does open the doors for somebody who's going to be quick and on the ball. Um, you know, make the same things, somehow sell them out cheaper. Because uh, jewels, like, really, there's no room to make money on a jewel. So they're annoying to sell. Um, they're like selling cigarettes. Uh, but if you could jump in, do something that's legal, uh, you know, look at the... Um, the Juno, that's out of Buffalo, actually. It's a great, great little device. Um, you'll get people buying it just to say F Jewel. Let's hope. I mean, it's it's not going to last forever. However, in, in the next couple months? years, what, 30? No company in three months can turn this around, right? Because then e e these e-liquid, flavored e-liquids are going to come back and be legal. Um, they'll have to have packaging similar to cigarettes probably, right? It'll probably be similar to the cigarette industry, except, oh wait, they won't have to pay a big bunch of money to every state like the cigarette industry did because the cigarette industry knew that their products are bad and killing people and causing cancer and still targeted out there. So that's why the cigarette industry, but the, we're finding the FDA is saying they're not against vaping. I mean, they're not against vape, good, well-manufactured vape products. That is such a huge thing for them to say. Because at yeah. the end of the day, they've probably been doing five years of work of research on right stands. now. Yes, it is, right? And that's a good thing for, for the vape industry. And that's huge yeah. because I believe that vaping, like I said, I'll say it over and over again, is probably, other than intravenous, the best, me the best method to deliver what, what you would need or want in your body. Do you, believe, do you think Do you think that? I mean, you're, you're a scientist mind, Eric. What, what's your opinion on that? I want to know if I'm way off base with that. Oh, Devil's advocate on my own business here. No, um, really, in vaping, you're getting way more nicotine than you need to be, um, and you can really feel the effects of it with just like one milligram versus like four to ten milligrams off of smoking a cigarette. Um, and so, it is an addiction that we don't need to have. So I should put this thing down. I'm holding a vape in my hand right now um, and, and not be on it. But I do like nicotine and using nicotine wait, wait in a minute, small. But everything in moderation is okay. So let's not beat yourself up over it this is, too bad. It is, but I mean, so 
I think um, like I should be using nicotine differently. Um, use it when I need it. Use it to focus. Use it to um, increase creativity. There's a lot of different things that nicotine does. Um, but just taking like a little tab on my tongue without having to vape it would be the the best thing for it. So when we really talk about, I go back and forth on like what's healthy, what's not healthy. Well, you're inhaling shit. So either put in a, an inhaler or you're, I don't like saying healthy. I don't like saying vaping's healthy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but what? let's say... Um, you, it's way better than cigarettes, though, and that's no, why but, it came but, around. But, but my whole thing my is, opinion. why do we kind of keep the word vaping just with nicotine? I mean, I'm talking about, let's say you want to you wanna vape, uh, you need vitamin B because you want to stay awake. Don't vape vitamin E. No, don't. Yeah, yeah. Not. I didn't say e. Vaping uh, is I'm, great. I'm, if what you can vape the, the, is yeah, safe right. to vape, that's right. Then it's great because the bioavailability and it's super high. The absorption rate is just super and that's high. What I mean. So let's say medicines, so right? So it's it's really good. If there's a medicine instead of taking a pill form, but the first place you're vaping. taking this in is your lungs. That's where it's good absorption, like she's saying. For a cold, you're saying vaping is good to go right into your lungs. Well, maybe if you have a congestion, maybe, but. If if it's a, I don't know if it got a sinus problem. It's really so. So my question is, uh, Mucinex. You see, take something like a Mucinex or something. Maybe we can find a different drug that can be vaped into you that helps remove that out of you. Like for instance, THC is known to open up your bronchi and get things out of you. So it actually helps you cough stuff out. So a lot of times they're using nebulizers with THC medical THC now for people with asthma, and people are taking that and it's. And making so they don't have any asthma the rest of the day because it opens up your bronchi. People don't realize smoking does something different. Even smoking THC opens up your bronchi. It's not like smoking cigarettes that really all the tar and everything in those cigarettes is really what's weighing down your your lungs. THC doesn't do that. So if you're you're taking in that and nebulizer, it's helping people with asthma. That's that's known. So that's that's why I'm saying that maybe vaping other things. So I don't want to. I'm trying to take away the word vaping from just nicotine. Right? They, they can't can, attack the word vape. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. That's the point I'm trying to make right now. Because that's just saying earlier, just like, yeah. you look at half of my store, it's a big store. I could put vaping on, you know, 40% of it. Mm. Dry herb vaporizers, you know, they're all vaporizers. So that's why I, I think that that's why I'm mad the way that New York and Massachusetts are doing this, because it really does look like a money grab. I mean, in New York, I mean, that hearing, they basically say, nope, one of the one of the doctors on the hearing said, uh, why don't we also ban menthol? Because that targets African-Americans and African-American youths, because that's, that's what menthol does, and that's what the, that doctor said. Now, I don't know if that's right or not, but the whole point was, why don't we banning all of it? Why is this ban one all thing of it. being allowed? Uh, because the someone person else who's paying up, for it. And then someone else chimed up and goes, nope, this is the measure that's out there today. We're not changing. No, there's no changes. Like he came on like an authoritarian. Like, no, there will be no subtle changes to this measure today. This is what the measure is going to be. Is the direction that they are banning it, 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 just to be clear, is because it's targeting younger people? Is that, that, is that their well, issue? Well, they're using that it, yes. direction. Mm -hmm. And then they're using the hysteria of the people getting ill from THC cartridges, which is how many people? But people don't really Up know right now, yeah. that that's nine. the reason. They're just oh, people are dying, you know. So there's a hysteria. So there's backing to it. People who don't understand, and 
And, and this is actually and from the article uh, um, from the FDA. Just the last little note. Um, uh, in the story after Jewel Labs, I told you he stepped down. But after vaping products, many of them containing THC were linked to nine deaths and hundreds of illnesses. Many containing THC. It's really the black market THC, and it's what. He Eric described earlier in this episode perfectly. It's people buy the good cartridges that are coming out of California and Oregon, and there's a huge supply of them because more are being made that can be sold there, right? Because because of the way the laws are there and the way they, you can't ship stuff out that's being made there. So there's an abundance of flour. You, you can't make money off growing flour in those states right now in Colorado and California. It's tough because there's so much that that's why a lot of people are mailing priority mailboxes with 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 THC back to the East Coast, to the Midwest. You can get a lot out of that right now because there's extra because this market is so screwy right now. So you can get these cartridges out. I think I heard somebody that could buy good cartridges for like $2,000 for a case or something, okay? Uh, that's like $20 a cartridge for 100 cartridges. So imagine someone who then says, oh, let's freaking break these open and freaking make more out of them. Jump on eBay, buy all the packaging, buy mm -hmm. all the cartridges, buy all the fake lab stickers, slap it on. Your Just aunt like gets it, and she goes, "Oh, look! It's ninety-eight percent THC." <laughs> I yeah, can it feel was it in the beginning, and it just as you described, that's the problem. But yet, New York and Massachusetts are jumping on the nicotine vaping. They never, they didn't jump on cigarette deaths. How many cigarette deaths in New York State in the last decade? Let's pull that fact up and wonder why they didn't have an emergency session about stopping cigarettes. They've been waiting for this. I mean, they've been waiting for it. That I bet you that book for the laws already written. Yeah. It's disgusting. So here's what I got from the World Health Organization. Please. Uh, based on tobacco key facts. Tobacco kills up to half of its users. Uh, this is what the World... Wait, the World Health Organization said it kills almost half its users? This is what the World... Uh, this, is, this is what I Googled up. <laughs> uh, the World Health Organization. Um, whether this is legit... I mean, this seems pretty big. World Health Organization has got to be well respected, right? That's the most collection of doctors and research, right, together. I mean, this is... Okay, go ahead. I love this. <laughs> Tobacco kills up to half its users. Tobacco kills more than 8 million people each year. More than 7 million of those deaths are the result of direct tobacco use, while around 1.2 million are the result of non-smokers being exposed to secondhand smoke. So, I... I I'm not familiar with all these facts, but this is that's kind of big. So I'm going to um, say this statement again from the governor of Massachusetts for vaping. <laughs> Can I put this in perspective again? I think I'm beating a dead horse slightly, but I'm going to beat it. Here, sorry, horse. I'm declaring this public health emergency because medical and disease control experts have been tracking a rapidly increasing number of vaping-related illnesses, which, according to the FDA... Spokesman is nine right now. Half the users didn't that you say something about half the users of tobacco die of it? Some somehow some like there's only eighteen users of THC though, so they're at half too, right? You got to be kidding me right now, guys! Like <laughs> I I pull my I've been pulling my hair out for a week about this whole thing because I really I didn't realize how ballsy politicians could be. To, and have you seen Handmaid's Tale? No. You haven't watched that show? No. Oh, man. Watch that. You want to talk about governments doing That's stuff. That's on it, Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
it's it's scary in in this sense um what's going on now the government can do something and change something so fast on us that um uh, you know we say oh it's okay then the next step oh it's okay we get through it and then you know next thing you know you know, anything could happen um you know uh what happened in the show is kind of like you know Nazi Germany you know all of a sudden you know they make it okay to you know, you're a criminal if you're a Jew, you know, the way th- the government can change, the fact that they can do what they're doing now scares me beyond what they're doing now. To me, I've always been someone that's kind of not wrapped up with conspiracies, but I always knew there was something different going on and different things. So the I saw us um, on Netflix, I really recommend it to people, um, The Family. It's a four-part series uh, oh i started watching that that's pretty good i'm telling you right now that to me was the bow that tied my whole opinion of how um the u.s and the world have have moved forward since the 1930s um i really um i think it was it's the most accurate documentary about how simple um an organization came together under the guise of religion and under the guise of Jesus. And it really was disgusting. And to me, I can see the hands of this family in all of this because they preach, don't, don't smoke. They preach to be clean living. But yeah, at the end of the day, they, anybody that they propel up to be a leader, they're going to protect that person no matter what, like they're supposed to be in that position. And it's really disgusting. And it spread across this whole world. And I, I, that's one thing I'm not big on, on, on um, conspiracy as far as in a setting like this. But at the end of the day, I hope everybody watches the family because I really believe you can see how the roots are spread around this country and around the world. And to me, this is just an exact example of these people and their manipulation as far as, um, I mean, what the Phyllis Moore, Philip Morris companies right now, they're, I mean, the, the Jewel CEO stepped down even though they're going to make mad money in one state. But I guess their thought was all the states were going to ban everything but menthol, and that was their goal. So he stepped down when it didn't happen in Massachusetts. I mean, hmm. luckily they only got New York, but we happen to live in the state that they got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a business owner, are you frustrated? Uh, I, I kind of just roll with the punches. I, I tend to not get upset about what's happening. I try to usually foresee things and just deal with things when I have to. What's your opinion on what's going to happen in three months in New York? I really have no clue. Um, it could go either way. Um, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people about it and, uh, you know, some very educated people on it and they are way more negative than I am. But I, you know, if they can get, they got to take the word vape out of it. Something has to, there has to be a differentiation in what we're attacking here. Let's figure out what we're attacking instead of just, you know, attacking vape. Um, You know, we have to get to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem to me is very simple. Black market black market products that are being made because the cannabis industry isn't being propelled forward fast enough uh, and with enough research and enough FDA and USDA behind it to, to make it so more products can get to people who want it across the country. And every time 
black market products are made, whether it's cocaine. I mean, cocaine is cut with things all the time. There's no pure cocaine like back in the well, 70s yeah, when you get it. I mean, it's fentanyl cut. now. Yeah, and fentanyl is being used to cut all this stuff with all these drugs across the country because everybody's looking to try and make more money and they're hustling more and they got to cut things because they got to make that original drug last and make as much money off of it as they can. Um, but at the end of the day, vaping, we are talking about, and I love that you say this, so are we talking about tobacco? Are we talking about vaping, which can be used for all sorts of different things, not just tobacco? Or are we talking about having good, solid conversation of health professionals on on what a good, healthy lifestyle is? I don't know which way you would go, but it seems like we need to change something. Agreed. Um, Bob, what else? Uh, witch hunts. I want to finish with a little bit of witch hunt ish. Anything else you learned this week about witch hunts or anything? Because I put you on a task of learning some stuff this week, and I, I know you put together some information. So I don't want to. I don't want to uh, steal your thunder. What else you got? Because because witch hunts to me. Um, I remember there's a story. There's a story in um, Rochester once, driving park in Dewey Avenue. I'm foggy on the dates. I think it was in the '90s, but basically there was a big ma. Uh, uh, I think it was two women that got in a fight with another set of women from another family. And at the end of the day, um, someone died. And it was almost mob related. Like the mob killed the girl. Like that's how the story came out. Like they couldn't get that one person killed this person because it was like multiple people basically killed this girl. And and to me, that's a witch hunt. Like that is disgusting. It can happen so easily. I've seen it in college atmospheres. I've seen it in... Seen outside, I've seen it outside of a recreational soccer game, kids' soccer game, where I'm going into a lacrosse game with my kids, and I see a fight spilling over at a U18 soccer game where parents are attacking players from the other team. And I had to go out and yell in the middle of them to stop. What are you guys doing? Do you know what kind of... This is a recreational soccer game at TSE in Rochester, and a f- I just watched a parent swing at a kid. Well, you didn't see what he did on the field. Is any of this right? I'm calling 911 and I'm letting the operator hear this, right? As these people are trying to justify what's going on. And then the referee comes out and says, you're making things worse. I said, do you realize I just stopped a fight? Like you made it worse by letting whatever's happening on the field, the physical play that was happening, get to the level where they're fighting. Parents and kids are fighting in the parking lot. Like witch hunts, bomb mentality. Like it bothers me to see it on a big level or small level, but okay. I stole your thunder a little bit. No, that's all right. Uh, I, I think you did a lot of speculating in, in that aspect. I'm not, I'm not really sure if what you saw is a witch hunt. Um, it's just a lot of general ignorance and hate in, in, in all that. But uh, yeah, You're probably right about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, pride. Someone's a little bit too prideful of their child, thinking that they can do no wrong. Uh, it's kind of crazy yeah. what people do. Yeah, I've seen... They get heated. The, yeah, the people... <laughs> Are way too stressed out. They need CBD to relax. <laughs> Amen to that. Get your cannabinoids in you. Yeah. Um, the only information that I found in regards to witch hunts is basing on its roots that uh, United States is no longer practicing the uh, the hunt for people who possess magical powers because you know I, I, hopefully we evolved a little bit further beyond that. We still have uh, the slang of the witch hunt. President Trump is um, throwing that word out, witch hunt, left and right, thinking that the accusations against him is completely incorrect. But that's a big political conversation right there, and I don't want to get into that. All right. Uh, so I am uh, looking at another story that I pulled up just about vaping in general. And it, again, it is vitamin E acetate. 
Uh, federal and state partners are following any potential leads, including the presence of vitamin E acetate. So that definitely looks like it's one of the fillers that's causing issues with people. Um, and I guess at the end of the day, uh, if you're not in California and you see the California logo on one of those cartridges and you're going to smoke it, I would probably stay away. My, my guess would be stay away from the THC cartridges. That's what I would tell everybody to stay away from. Uh, Go back it, to buying glass. Empire State. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm waiting for the glass game to come back. It's going to come back because yeah, the I've never went away from it. prices are going to go down and we're going to start selling more glass. At the end of the day, I'm a firm believer that um, we should smoke through glass. Wait, did you say the prices are going to come down on glass? Because it's it's way up there right now, in my oh, opinion. Come into my store. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I had this beautiful glass pipe at one time that I bought at a fish concert and I had stopped recreationally using the product. And so I gave it to a friend, well, a, a somewhat of a friend and I never saw it again. And in hindsight, I'm like, why did you do that? That's, that's like a huge mistake because it was a beautiful little piece and I got it for dirt, dirt cheap. And then when I go <laughs> into these stores nowadays and I see a glass pipe for 40 plus dollars and I'm like, Wow, mine was nine ninety nine, and and it just blows my mind how different the prices then compared to now. So when you say coming, yeah, down, what year are you talking? Um, oh yeah, he's going back. Yeah, uh, come on, <laughs> maybe Bob. early nineties. Okay, 95. yeah, this is different time for oh, sure. I'm sure, but, different time for you know, sure. That's that's my growing mentality. I'm I'm now becoming that old man where Snickers used to be twenty five cents, and I yeah. I can remember when Snickers were twenty five cents, and who's doing this to society? So uh, tell people what you do have as inventory in your store, like like if as far as vape to, stuff goes. Any, no, no, any, everything. No, no, this isn't just vape. Like tell uh, well, people we do like, have why, full why vape should section. people come to your store? Yeah, we have a full CBD section. We've got some other botanicals that I um, don't really want to talk about um, in there. Uh, we have, you know, we support like all the cartridges. We've got a full case of cartridges. We've got a whole bunch of like novelty stuff, things you can't find, things that people like used to be able to get but can't get anymore. Um, you know, you just don't find them anymore. We've got. Uh, <clears throat> ton of water pipes, uh, all different styles, stuff more of dab related, you know, some more for vaping, some more for, uh, flower, um, now, dryer, uh, I just got scales. something from you guys that I love. It's the, I, I, I'm a big fan of bongs and smoking through water. Yeah. So we don't gotta, sell bongs. Oh, what do they call them? We sell water pipes. Oh, water pipes. Yeah. yeah. They're for tobacco use only, or we're actually oh, a broccoli use only. Um, oh, uh, so I'm sorry. misusing the product. Oh, I should If not. you put... Shh, if you put something that. other than tobacco in it, it breaks it. Huh. That's why I got a freaking leak in it. Gosh yeah. darn it. I thought it was because I dropped on my back. Yeah, you floor. should see the people's reactions when I say that. Once in a while, you get somebody, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> they're like, I got one that's just like that, and I smoke I smoke weed out of that all the time. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Some people don't appreciate humor. <laughs> I love it. No, so uh, the piece I've, I've found relative to your store, I love it. Uh, but I love uh, not glass. Like like they have acrylic now. What what's the other? Oh, acrylic's water- been around forever. No, I know the so- old graphics bongs back in the nineties. Those were sweet. oh not acrylic. So what's the um, is it silicone? Oh, silicone. The silicone. So yeah. what's your opinion on silicone pieces mm. in general? I'm a big fan of glass. Yeah. Um, 
Now I'm also the guy behind the counter. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I have my access is different. Um, <laughs> I don't see any problem with it. I would say get a glass down stem and a glass slide, at least a glass slide, really. Um, so now you're smoking out of glass and then it's just kind of going through the silicone. Silicone's fine. You can throw it in your oven. Remember, like, yeah. what, what was it like ten years ago? Like the big rage was silicone cooking stuff. Like, oh, make your brownie molds right, in right, silicone. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It doesn't break. You know, there's a lot of different styles to it. Things you can do. I have a glass slide. Yeah, you have to. I agree. Then you, you know, that, a lot of times I'm have metal. I want to ask you if it mattered if the whole system was glass or just the beginning. There's that's no heat curious. going to it. Oh no, no, yeah. Just like people freak out and like, oh, can I glue my pipe with super glue? Like, yeah, dude. Like, well, what about the heat? Like, you have water in the bottom of this thing. You're using it to plug water. You think the heat's getting to this? You're fine. Yeah, that water doesn't boil every time you. You know, I wouldn't go like trying to glue a quartz nail together and then heat it up to five, 600 degrees. I wouldn't do that, <laughs> but, but there are people out there that think vaping MCT oil is okay. There's a lot of like cartridges that have MCT oil. All right. So, so, all right. So I, I'm, all right. I'm, I, I misspoke, not MCT oil. Um, so what is it in tinctures that shouldn't be vaped? Isn't there something that, isn't there something out there that people are vaping that they shouldn't be? causing issues other than vitamin E what you personally I'm not really sure um you know I see MCT oils in them I always thought it was weird uh I don't think they they definitely vape differently um but I mean I don't know I don't know about it being bad oil I would want to put under my tongue and just have you know and, and yep. it seems like that's the best way for that yep I mean, there's no better delivery system than in your own saliva and let it dissolve. That's really good, yeah. Yeah, I mean... As far as, like, cleanliness. Absolutely. Um, I'm so glad you joined us today, Eric. What, what uh, Ski season, what's your plans for the ski season? Oh, I mean, we got to talk winter a little bit. Well, I mean, we're around the corner now. I got, You know, it's actually funny you say that. I've got in my pocket an edgy wedgie. Oh, for the kids' does. skis. An edgy wedgie. Oh, that is so cool. So an edgy wedgie for people that don't know. Uh, I had one for my son, and I still have one in my ski bag to this day in case I see <laughs> someone who needs it. Swear to God, I do. Uh, so it keeps it so your kids' ski tips will stay together like in a wedge form. So when they're younger, it kind of helps them understand. And then and then later, what my son did is he ripped out of it because he realized he didn't want to be in a wedge. He wanted to skis as close together as possible like dad was. So my son ripped out of the wedge. He had you like after the first five times we were out, he was like, <laughs> so there are two little uh, screws that lock set screws. So you lock them onto the front of the skis on each one. And it's a rubber. So it has a little play into it and i see his is knotted up just like mine was because it's too long they're too long yeah too long they gotta be they so you gotta actually (laughs) knot it up once and his is not and mine was i had a yellow and a green one he has a green one i could tell it's just as old as mine the one i have my (laughs) ski bag is 20 years old really swear to god still just as good because it stays in the bag it's dark you know so that rubber stays good but yeah i've taught so many people how to ski that's i mean i've taught adults with that like at the end of the day just to get them in that position but I love it, yeah. So uh, are you planning on taking the kids out, like your oldest son? I'll take, is he... I'll take the boys out. Cool. Um, hopefully Ryan is – so Nick was totally into it. He's the five-year-old. Uh, he did really well. Ryan did fine. He was four. Um, actually, so they were four and, th- four and three last year. So um, 
Ryan had more fun just standing at the bottom and talking to the people going up. Yeah, so he'd take his skis off and just stand there at the magic carpet and be like, here's your ticket, here's your ticket, here's your... Or then I'll, like, take my ski pole and be like, oh, you got to touch the pole before you go up. That's the button to make you go up. And he'll just... He'll sit there and do that for two hours. And so... And then everybody knows him. Perfect. But, uh, and Nick's, bug. Nick likes to ski. So I'm going to get them out. I'm really hoping Ryan is more into sliding this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get him out to Swain, right? You're gonna get him out to Swain or Bristol, oh, yeah, something like Swain that. Sliders. Um, they got a yeah. cool program there. I like the program there. The way they're setting it up now, where where you take them for a lesson through the day, and and they just have instructors set up in the whole beginner area, and your your kid can, can just kind of migrate to how well he's doing. He's not stuck in. Like oh, one that's lesson. pretty cool. Yeah. So after your first it's lesson, then the rest of the day you go there. Uh, and you could pay a certain amount per hour, and they'll watch them. But they'll, they, well, it's not like they'll be stuck with a simple group of if kids. somebody there helping them out when you need a hundred time, yeah, you know, just kind of chaperoning them. That's right. That's yeah. a good idea. It's great. I have it's, high hopes for Swain. I grew up skiing there. You know, my family started the ski school there. They've really done some fun. They did some natural um, and Dozy Doe and Ben Blakely and all yeah, those up there nice. in the they woods. Yeah, it's nice. They got all those open. Those used to just be like the secret pass and zigzag. Like, Zig- ooh, zigzag. Do you even know where it goes? Yeah. You know, it's like, right. yeah, I do. Bend down there. All right, let's go. But you're just like on your crappy old fishers as a kid and you're taking them right down across rocks because there's just not enough say. snow. And exactly. Yeah, we went down zigzag. Oh, yeah, we, we had to hike out. <laughs> Of course, and now zigzag like is all—it's all built up over there. You got trails yeah. over there, you know, Maverick, and I forget the other names of them. But uh, it's cool to it. When there's snow there, it's pretty fun there. It's nice and wide, and there's—they're encouraging tree skiing. You know, not like Bristol. Um, so it's really cool. So. They have like endless fun, fun memories of that place. That was the first place I skied with Swain, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, one time each at Mother of Sorrows. That was our our ski trip. So one one I wore jeans. I remember all three times I wore jeans. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, oh man, oh, man. You know, I had to ski Revelstoke in a pair of jeans. Oh, is it a West? Right, it's up in British Columbia. Oh, okay. My uh, my stuff didn't show up, and I it was actually a pair of Carhartts. So I had like my pajamas under a pair of Carhartts. We were just did like, it work? Go for it. Yeah, it worked, right? Yeah, it worked. Yeah, I mean it wasn't so, wet or cold, luckily, right? Because the snow up there usually isn't too wet, right? Isn't it a little drier up there? British um. Columbia? It's actually, it, it's weird. It's different. Everywhere you go, it's yeah, different. Um, but it's not like, it wasn't bitter cold. You know, we were up there in February, but, uh, you know, I just, it, that place just doesn't make me cold. No. They, it, there's something about it that's, I, you know, it's cold. Yeah, it's it, cold. It's just not. It's like, not JP cold. Yeah, I know. Well, that's because there's a lot more moisture in the northeast, right? So yeah, you get that. I think that's what Feels, it is. Ooh. You know, I came walking in like I'm. My pants were seemed fine, and then once I sat in there for a little bit, they were just soaking wet. Yeah. It's like where did this water even come from? Yeah, they were waiting. <laughs> yeah, sneak inside. All right, Bob. This is a pretty good episode. Uh, at the end of the day, I wish you luck with the store. It sounds like you got a good game plan. You're just gonna keep steady as you go, right? Keep on going. And, uh, and and I got to say, I'm not happy with the leaders of the state right now. Not only did they not pass the cannabis, the Democrats were split on the cannabis policy. They enacted emergency measure for something that has far less impact on our bodies than smoking. And they never had emergency measure on smoking. Yeah, in regards to the cannabis, didn't they do research after research after research and research 
before they came up with the idea of passing the bill or not passing the bill. I mean, the they, bill didn't get passed because the Democrats couldn't agree on where the tax money went at the end of the day. There was slight measures they still they had were to be waiting for that about. paperwork for whether or not it, it was something good for you or not good for you, right? Oh, oh, as far as that research? No, that research is still way behind because in the U.S. we haven't been allowed to research um, the cannabis plant sufficiently, so we have to go to other countries for their research or a little bit. So so there's some research we've talked about past episodes and that we can pull up in the future, but at the end of the day, um, the negative impacts of uh-huh. smoking cigarettes to me is the thing that should have been the emergency measure a long time ago. <sighs> not, not that, Kalik, uh, imagine this. How many, if they had done that back with cigarettes, how many cigarette stores were there? None. Everything sold cigarettes. Yeah, but not a store that now would then would have shut its doors, right? No. Right? No. Yeah, yeah. So even if you had done that to, to the tobacco industry back then, right, when they really said, okay, yeah, smoking's bad for you. Smoking's bad for you. We know it. But at the end of the day, no stores would have gone out of business if you cut tobacco sales out. Yeah. No. Because nope, no one would go out of business now. Because everybody they only make like five bucks it. a day off it. Right. Yeah, but everybody has every small gas station has cigarettes. Every uh, grocery store grocery stores still have them, right? Or are they out of very there? limited? Yeah, but they used to have grocery stores. Used to have a big selection, right? My grandma used to go and get her cartons from oh the grocery God. store. Oh, back from, then, yeah. yeah, like yeah, right. At the end of the day, and in I mean, my grandmother still until she started going to the reservation to get her cartons, she'd go get it from Hagedorn's or local grocery stores where she got it from. So, so my point is. New York State, I'm angry at you because you just hurt a whole lot of small and medium-sized business owners that are legitimate, good tax-paying citizens in the state that do things right. I don't believe there's any black market um, e-liquid products that are being created in New York State that are bad for you. I firmly... 100% 100% believe that. And, and I believe that if people choose to vape and choose to have tobacco in their life, I don't, I'm not judging it. If it's something you want, I just believe maybe having moderation would be my one thing I'd say to you. But at the end of the day, this ban is disgusting. What it's doing to local businesses in New York State is disgusting. And, and what I read about Jewel and the, the, the Philip Morris connection to, to the tobacco industries and the fact that menthol was allowed in New York State, and they're pretty much the leading producer of that, as Eric said earlier, that to me has my blood in a boil. And please hit your politicians in New York. Next year, there's going to be a vote. And these politicians, if they don't pass these measures that everybody likes, everybody wants, make sure you vote them out. Do it that way. That's the only way we have a voice. Contact your politicians. So the other aspect that I think you should also bring up is of the changes coming coming forward. They're changing the age, correct? It looks like it'll probably be twenty one, right? Twenty one. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I thought you could vote at eighteen. So I'm still a little bit. I I, I worry about that twenty one thing a little bit, but um, I think that's good for the health of our state. Um, I don't like that they're not grandfathering people in because there are people like we have good customers that we're going to have to refuse for two years before they can come back in. I think they should grandfather in the same way they did with the liquor or alcohol back. I agree Um, with that. And uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think I I hope that some smart measures like this come out with us. Yeah, I really do. Really, there's a lot of things we we need to educate. The problem is you know everything when you're a kid and you're stupid on top of it. So you can't like really push knowledge into uh, a, a kid the way you feel like they should take it. I'm learning that as a dad, you know. Um, 
but uh, I'm all, I'm continuously losing my train of thought here. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah. You're right. It's education. Like your prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed until you're like 24. It's like you know. It's so like that's why I'm starting to think more and more about like you know. At 21, should you be drinking? Eh, you know, should you be, you know, eating mushrooms? Should you be like, you know, anything? Like, is that going to help you at that point? Is it not? Like, I think we need to look at things like that and see, like, what is going to harm your development and how are you going to be the strongest human being that you can genetically be before you start adding stuff to it and doing stuff that, you know, will, will knock you down. I've got a problem with the human race. I think it's at its pinnacle. It's going down. And um, if we don't really look at how we're taking care of ourselves, we're we're screwed anyway. So, like, just kind of banning stuff, like, we need to educate. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem to follow the Star Trek mentality where we become so peaceful and and, and knowledgeable. And we seem to be, like you said, declining instead of progressing. Yeah. That's a good way to end it, guys. Thank you for coming again, Eric. I appreciate you. For Justin, Bob, Eric, and myself, uh, let's have a wonderful day. Enjoy the fall. Please get out and get hike before winter hits because the leaves are going to start to look really pretty. Yeah, become a uh, leafer. Please go out and do some <laughs> leafing and get those fresh smells in your body. At the end of the day, everybody be safe, be happy. Bang those politicians' doors. Let's get some reasonable leadership here. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Ciao.